hello there and welcome to At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. And today we've got a really fun episode. We are talking all about kitchen splashbacks, which are a really practical requirement in a kitchen, but choosing the right materials can be a little bit fraught with danger. So in this episode, we've got some advice on how to choose a kitchen splashback that will look amazing now and still feel current in five years time. Hey there, I'm interior stylist Lauren Keenan. You can find me on Instagram at Lauren Keenan Home. And hey, I'm Scott Keenan, and together we run Lauren's interior design and styling studio, Lauren Keenan Home. And I help people all over Australia to create modern homes for their family and their lifestyle. You can follow Lauren on Instagram at Lauren Keenan Home and check out her work, laurenkeenan.com.au is the website. So it's Splashback Central. Let's get excited and let's get into it in the summer series of At Home with Lauren Keenan. Welcome to the show and thank you so much for listening. I want to get straight into today's topic because there are so many great things to talk about. Yes, but are we talking about splashbacks or backsplashes? You've just stolen my joke. (laughs) (laughs) Anybody who watches the American home shows on, you know, Foxtel or streaming Netflix knows that in America they don't call it a splashback, they call it a backsplash, which kind of makes sense as well. But um, the terms are interchangeable, just in case anyone was wondering. So lots of great things to talk about today. And look, designing and creating kitchens is one of the favourite parts of my job. I truly believe that the kitchen is the heart of the home. Yeah, we spend so much time in the kitchen, uh, cooking, entertaining, uh, chatting through problems with family and friends. Homework, having a cup of coffee, you know, unloading on the day, that kind of thing. But look, renovating a kitchen can be, let's just say, a nerve-wracking experience for the uninitiated. Yeah, it's it's challenging. And from the demolition and that side of things, it's really tricky and challenging. But a lot of people find the hardest part, the decision-making on what choices to make and what selections to make when it comes to layouts and materials. And I think that's understandable because there are you know, a lot of costs involved and there's a sense of permanency as well um, with choosing cabinetry and bench tops and tiles and so on. So you can understand people get do get a little bit nervous about it. Yeah, that nerve-wracking moment where you're at that decision point is, is, is pretty full on. But we've got some tips today and some things we want to talk about to help you make those choices. And in particular, we're going to focus in on the splashback because it's a cool part of the kitchen that helps bring in a little bit of personality. That's true. Yeah. And look, the splashback will often be one of the last things to go in um, and it can really have a very big impact on the overall look and feel of the kitchen. And, And as you said, it's an opportunity to inject a bit of personality into the space. So as a general rule, I think there are two important factors that you need to consider when you're choosing a splashback. What are they? Colour and texture for me, they trump all else. We'll go into some other things as well. Including practicality? Practicality is always a consideration, but most splashback choices these days that we would consider are practical choices. For example, mirrored splashbacks. Yeah, that was a bit of a thing thing a few years ago. Not your favourite? Not for me, no. Not for me either because I like a clean kitchen and I reckon they would be a nightmare to keep clean. You have to either be not into cooking and and fat splatter or you need to be a a clean freak basically to have a mirrored splashback. So I'm not even going to address mirrored splashbacks today because it's not one of my recommendations. Totally parking that. But um, (laughs) colour and texture are the two things that you want to talk about. That's right. And another thing, just a little tip before we go any further – 
People think that a splashback has to be for the life of the kitchen. It can be, but it doesn't have to be. A splashback is actually easier to change than you may think if you ever want to completely change it up, go for a different color or a different pattern and give your kitchen a new lease on life. But today I want to talk about some of my favorite kitchen splashback ideas and some tips on how you can incorporate them into your home. All right, well, let's, why don't we kick off with texture? Yeah, so texture tiles have kind of been hot property for a little while now, and I think Um, There are a lot more options to choose from, even in the last sort of 12 to 18 months. And I love textured tiles that have a handmade look. Often they are, in fact, machine made, and that's how the price point is kept lower. If you see a textured tile that has a handmade look and it's really expensive, it probably is because it's, in fact, handmade, more than likely in Spain or Italy. What sort of price points are you talking for machine made and handmade? Oh, look, a machine-made, machine um, handmade look might be around, you know, this 60 to $80 per square metre mark. If it's truly handmade, it's probably going to be more like 130 to $150 okay. per square metre, depending on where you buy it from. So it is, you know, you're, you're paying for that little bit of extra luxury. And when you say textured, you know, what do, what do you mean? What I mean is that they're not uh, completely smooth and the colour, the glaze colour might vary a little bit from tile to tile. So you get that kind of nice mottled, not perfect look. Individual look yeah, to the which tiles. It's actually really nice because if you think about it, there's a lot of hard, smooth surfaces in kitchens. So, you know, your, your cupboards are usually a flat surface. Um, your bench top might be a very flat, smooth surface. So to add that little bit of texture and the way the, the light reflects off those different colours... Um, is is actually a really nice way just to soften the kitchen and bring a bit more of an organic feeling. That's right. And look, this this look works really well uh, in different size tiles. You you might find some subway kind of tiles or square looks really good. F- um, fish scale, you know, there's there's yes. lots of options um, that you can bring this textured look into the kitchen. Yes, yeah, so you're not limited just to that subway look, are you? Because that is where it sort of started off a few years ago, and now we're starting to see more shapes and sizes: herringbone, longer tiles, scales, like you said. Yeah, and look, it's the good thing about it is you can apply it to lots of different types of interior styles. So it works beautifully with Hamptons. It looks great with modern country. Uh, it looks wonderful with um, industrial styles. There's lots of ways that you can incorporate it depending on the other elements of your kitchen. So another splashback material that's gained quite a bit of traction in recent years is using the same material that you've got on your bench top and continuing that up the wall into the splashback area. Yeah, nice. I really like that look. It's sort of... um it makes things simple, I suppose, because you only need to make one choice. You're not having to match two things. That's right. Look, this can be done with a natural stone like marble, where you can create a really stunning um, book matched effect with the veining. Do you, do you know what I mean by book match? You mean where the vein actually carries on from the uh, the bench top up through? Yeah, so the marble could be cut in a way and, and matched up so that the veining can form its own pattern, um, either on the splashback or in relation to the bench top. So, yes, you get that with natural stone, but you can also create a similar effect with Caesar stone, which is a, probably a more cost-effective way of going about it and uh, a lower maintenance um, option as well. Lots of different Caesar stone finishes available now. They all look amazing doing that continuation up the splashback wall. And this is a really clean and streamlined look. And the thing that's great about it is no grout lines. So it makes cleaning a lot easier as well. You can spray and wipe it and just wipe it over. Very easy. And again, a great look to be able to incorporate into different types of styles. So say you have um, a really dark kitchen, you might have some black cabinetry 
and you go for a Caesar stone or, you know, an engineered stone that's in like a dark marble gray, that's going to look so moody if you continue that up the wall with some nice underbench lighting, very kind of boutique hotel look. That's just one example. You can do it as well with the lighter colors to create that modern country look um, too, which is really popular at the moment. And what about offsetting that look against like a timber um, finish on your on your cabinetry? Yeah, that um, so like the greys look really lovely with uh, sort of American oak veneers and, and finishes like that, and that's a style um, that's come become more popular in recent years. It's called Japandi, which is quite weird. It's like Japanese meets Scandi. Yeah, right. It's the simple forms of Japanese style meshed with sort of the warmth uh, and uh, sort of tactile nature of the Scandinavian finishes. Nice and a good catchy uh, title for it too, which is very good. And, and Lauren, <laughs> how how does this compare as a um, solution uh, cost-wise when you're looking at uh, engineered stone and tiles and I know tiles can be you know starting at 20 or 30 dollars mm-hmm. a meter and then you know up to 200 dollars no doubt where, where would something like this sit as a solution? I would say this would be a little bit more expensive because uh, if you're thinking about it if you've bought a, a stone slab for your bench top you're basically replicating that cost onto your wall uh, and just to compare, if you were getting a nice, um, simple subway tile, that's relatively easy to lay. Uh, the cost for the tiler is probably going to be a lot less than the cost of having that stone produced PowerPoint areas cut out and polished, things like that. So yeah, it's probably going to be a little bit more expensive, but you get other benefits from that. That's a couple of options around textured finishes and some things to think about. What about colour? Please don't be afraid to add colour to your splash pack. Um, Some kitchen designs really need a dose of colour to bring them to life. And if you're a person that likes colour and you use colour in your cushions and your artworks and your bedding, why would you go for a really dull and boring kitchen? So a lot of people worry that they will fall out of love with the colour that they choose for your splash pack. But my advice is to not think about uh, too much about what's on trend and just choose a hue that you love. And maybe you tone it back a little bit so it's not as in your face and you feel like you're not going to get sick of it so quickly. If you pick something that you've always loved, you will you will always love it. Uh, you'll come into your kitchen every day and it'll feel like you. So if your gut feel is when you're making selections and you're going for some glossy, glassy mirrored whatever it is and you're just not feeling it but you think it's on trend it's probably not the right decision that's probably not the right choice for you it's not what you're what you're drawn to and and a great example is I worked with a client late last year on a kitchen renovation she was a, a lady on her own and she loved pale pink and green and she liked to use that in different aspects of her home Initially, she wanted a white kitchen. She thought that was the smart choice, the easy choice, something that wouldn't ever date. But it would have ended up looking a bit clinical and I don't think it was really in keeping with her lovely personality. So we went in the end for a really pale green subway tile and we used a white grout and we used uh, a brick pattern to lay it. And it just brought the kitchen to life in the way that a white splashback just would not have done. Brought some real impersonality to the kitchen. It did, and then it contrasted really nicely against timber chopping boards, and it provided a lovely contrast against her stone and her white cupboards that she had. It just added that little bit of injection that we needed. That sounds great, and I think you're just touching on another really interesting point there, which is that the splashback is not going to be sitting there in a block on its own. It's going to be in the context of the kitchen. So when you're looking at tiles and you're thinking about or whatever your material is that you're choosing, don't think of it just as a big slab of whatever that material is. Think about how it works in combination with the other materials, but also what sits in front of it. Toasters, kettles, 
green life. Exactly. Plants and pottery, lots chopping of, boards. Lots of things all working together in, in harmony. So that that's what you're looking for in, 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 in any interior space, really, creating that harmony and making it a nice place to be and a nice place to use. Okay. And then what do you think about shapes and layouts of, of tiles or of materials? What should you be thinking about when you know, you're getting to that, that, that point, you might've found a tile, for example, mm-hmm. that you really like, but you don't just want to lay it in a brick pattern. You might want to do something different or do something safe. Look, sometimes all you need to create a kitchen with some impact is just to get creative with the shape and the layout of your tiles. So there are so many different shapes of tiles that are available now. There are rounds, like little penny rounds. They're kind of, they're named that because they're like a little coin. I like those, yep traditional subway tiles, Kit Kat tiles, which is exactly as the name describes. Imagine a Kit Kat. They're long little rectangles. Fish scales, hexagons. They come in so many shapes and sizes. And so then you can also think outside the box when it comes to how you lay the tiles, because just because you've bought a subway tile doesn't mean you have to lay it in a brick pattern. Maybe you lay it in a herringbone pattern, or maybe you lay it in a vertical pattern. There's lots of different ways, even if you're buying a relatively affordable tile or a cheaper tile, that you can create a much more luxe look just by the way that you put it on the wall. So your tiler might hate you for a day or two, especially if you start throwing around the word herringbone. <laughs> they tend to like they they tend to start blowing a bit of steam out their ears, but they'll get over it and they're getting paid for it. So at the end of the day, they they're, they're going to lay it the way that you want it, and it'll be you know something for you to enjoy. So tell us the story really quickly of the um, the bathroom that you worked on recently, and um, you had chosen certain tiles. You'd said to the builder, I'd like these tiles and I'd like them laid in this pattern and they weren't sure that it was going to work. He looked at me like I was crazy. So basically I was doing this bathroom that had quite a low ceiling and we were just doing, it was fairly simple tiling pattern in the bathroom, but behind the shower we wanted to do a feature tile. So we picked a light coloured subway tile and I wanted to lay it in a vertical brick pattern. So you could Google that or have a look on Pinterest if you want to know what that looks like. But the tiler obviously had never really done that before and he knew what it was, but he thought, oh, this is going to look a bit crap. (laughs) Um, It ended up looking wonderful because what it did was laying it in that way, we still got the interest from the pattern, but it helped draw the eye up and make the ceiling feel like it was higher than what it in fact was. So you achieved a solution uh, to the problem in the room, which was the ceiling height, but it also looked fantastic and you converted him into a a fan. It looked great and it it wasn't an expensive tile. It wasn't a crazy tile. It was just a really simple tile laid in an interesting way. So you've reminded me of a great Foo Fighters album, The Colour and the Shape. So we've got to think about colour, shape, but also texture. texture. I don't know if Dave Grohl had intended to include that in his song. No, no. Colour and the Shape, not colour, shape and texture. texture. But you get where I'm going with this. They're the three things you need to think about next time you are going to have a look at, um, you know, doing a kitchen splashback and getting it right. And just one question I want you to leave us with the answer for. Mm -hmm. I think it's important understanding what you need to do with a splashback to make sure that it looks good now but also good in in five or ten years and you did say that it's not something that has to be permanent it can be changed but how do you come up with a solution in terms of color and texture and and uh, shape that that looks a bit timeless and that that doesn't date over the you know the first three four five years well I think first and foremost you have to love it and it has to suit your personality and how you like to live and how your family lives. And I think the biggest thing I could say is that you should be more afraid of an all-white kitchen than a kitchen that embraces colour and personality. All-white kitchens tend to date much faster and there's nowhere to hide from that. 
they continue to sort of be the go-to. I think it feels like the easy choice, but I really want people to, to break out of that habit. The kitchen is a really important room to make all the right decisions from the get-go. So there's very little room for error. And I think this is the ideal room to ask professionals for advice. So that could be an interior designer, a decorator, or even a kitchen renovation company. They're doing that work all the time. They've got a really good eye for what works as well. So don't be afraid to ask for help. Reach out if you're feeling unsure about making these decisions. You want to get them right. You're spending a lot of money um, and it's great to to plan it all from the get-go. So, you know, you know what the end result's going to look like before you've even started. Fantastic. Some good advice. And don't forget, you can find lots of inspiration for kitchen splashbacks on Pinterest or use the hashtag splashback on Instagram for some amazing ideas. I searched hashtag splashback on Instagram this afternoon and I got into a bit of a rabbit hole <laughs> looking at kitchen inspiration. So just a little bit of warning there. You, you might not make a quick comeback from that one. All right. So check that out and let us know what you think. Hit us up on the socials at Lauren Keenan Home on Instagram. Before we wrap up, I just want to let you know that Lauren also has some great kitchen splashback inspiration on the website. Just search Lauren Keenan splashback and you will find some great photos and more ideas for your next kitchen renovation or you can contact us and get Lauren's expert advice on your next project. That's right. It could be a new kitchen or bathroom. You might be looking for some new furniture for your bedroom or living room or even a new colour scheme for the exterior of your home. Just hit me up on the contact page at Lauren Keenan .com.au and I'll get right back to you. Nice. Now subscribe to the show. We're on all the podcast platforms and right now we're dropping new episodes every Saturday morning at 8am through the Aussie summer with a new topic every week. And coming up next is our take on the golden rules for hanging artwork like a pro. I have lots of rules on this to tell people about. It's so important to get right and we're going to bring it to you in the next episode of At Home with Lauren Keenan. That is the show for today. Thanks so much for listening. Yeah, thanks for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of our special summer series here on At Home with Lauren Keenan, your authority on home, lifestyle and interior design. 